Hello and welcome back to the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with Mike and Laurent. It is Thursday, March 18th. In this episode, we will review a smattering of European results. There's a lot of them that don't matter. We will talk about my favorite competition, the FA Cup, where City is going to face Everton and other teams. But first, following along in the North London Derby defeat, we have to talk about Spurs again. Mike, how do you feel about this Europa exit to Dinamo Zagreb? Yes. Uh, So Spurs lost to, let's just put it all out there. Tottenham had a reverse Ajax today. And for those that don't understand what that means is that at in the Champions League semifinal two years ago, Spurs were down 2-0, I think 3-0 on aggregate. Yeah, 3-0 on aggregate. Uh-huh. And uh, they at halftime, and they needed three goals to get through. That was the greatest. Miraculously, the Miracle in Amsterdam, Lucas scores three goals in the second half, blah, 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 blah. Fast forward to almost two years later. I don't know how to say this guy's name. Mislav Orsic. That, let's go with it close enough that's close enough uh scores in the 62nd minute gives Dinamo Zagreb life well let's be fair these are every one of these goals that that Spurs gives up is really fucking world class like that's yeah. the first yeah. thing that we have to say there's a couple things like I want to give that guy a fucking like shout out like this guy I looked him up has come from nowhere it's like he went to China and Korea young so he's like a weird, and now he's at Zagreb, which is historically the greatest, the best club. Well, I'm not going to say that out loud because someone might burn down my house. But Dinamo Zagreb is a is a big team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, so Spurs blow this game uh, slowly and painfully. And it's your classic thing we've seen for Spurs time Sitting and time again this year. Leads. They sit back, sit on leads, and and then. Um, when they need a goal, they turn it on. And and in the last 10 minutes, which ironically was the only part of this match I got to watch, um, you know, Kane got stoned on the doorstep. Bale had a great effort at goal and, and missed or got stopped. Uh, so Kane there's twice. Kane twice. One on a header. Yeah, I know. From, from Bale. LaCelso almost hit one. From open play, Bale hit the outside of the post almost from about 20 yards. So Spurs had chances and I wouldn't say deserve to lose, but the problem with Mourinho ball is when you don't get results, there's nothing else to stand on. Right. So it all looks awful, but the goals that Dynamo Zagreb scored all three by Osik were really, really good. The first one was a left wing on the, on the right foot coming down the left out curler that I, I suppose someone could have closed down a little bit harder. So he had the time shot in the top corner, Loris, no chance. The second goal, these are all late in the second half. So Spurs is doing their job. The first goal goes in, in a 63rd minute. Right. And, uh, and again, eerily similar to Ajax. Yeah. They get a late goal to tie it into extra time. We go. Yeah. And it's over. Um, so this, I don't want to belabor the point too much on. Spurs. Yeah. No, what we don't I want do to go want, too far. Yeah. What I do want to address really quickly is two things on Jose Mourinho. Uh, they're not going to fire him. No. They're not going to get rid of him. Uh, and the reason why is because uh, the chief negotiator, like the hardest nut to crack in all of Europe, Daniel Levy, right? And, and 
he wanted to push Mauricio Pochettino out so fucking badly that he gave the keys to the kingdom to Jose Mourinho in this negotiation. He signed him to a four-year deal at about 15 million pounds per. Which is the top right there with Pep. Yeah, twice as much as Pochettino was making. Yeah. And, okay, fine. But a four-year deal for a guy who has serially busted out and, and flamed out of his clubs on year three. So now we're at the end of year two. Things are going very poorly mm-hmm. and you can't fire him because if you do, you owe him whatever you're going to pay him the rest of this year and two years worth at 15 million. Do you understand that I, if you I, combine I, that, hold on real quick. If you combine that with Pochettino's roughly 12 million pounds set, uh, settlement, that's, 42 ish million. And if he were to be fired today, more than that, probably 45 or so. Do you know how many players in Spurs history have cost more than that? Two, two, (laughs) three. (laughs) Davinson Sanchez is on the fringe of that. So maybe three, Yeah. right? You're really nitpicking there. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit, man. He is the most penny smart and dollar stupid man i've ever seen in my entire life he builds this massive cathedral of a stadium i've been in it it's amazing dude they got the covid thing really fucked them no it didn't because he fucking fired pochettino before before the kung flu was found in that lab right so he, he he's been worthless Shout out to, to our poor Asian friends who are getting harassed around the country. So respect to them. Yeah, yeah. That's really some horrible stuff that's going on, by the way. Uh, I don't care. Um, so, <laughs> it, you know, like they it, – it's it's just – Pochettino said in one of his last interviews before it started really going south, he's like, you can have the nicest house in the town, but you have to have nice furniture inside of it or else yeah. it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And yeah, he had and it, a fair amount of nice furniture. He yeah. just – it was getting kind of rusty. I just, I just think it's one of those – and, and and I listened to Mourinho's interview. He sounded broken up, but he gave what is annoying is this like with the English press love. It's is why Marie, which is why Mourinho is famous. It's that I went to one locker room for a team that had heart and was celebrating. And I don't know, you know, where my team is. And I include he for once inclu- included himself sort of right. He didn't quite throw anyone under the bus. It's what he does though at this point. He, but he didn't. Tenures. He did. He did not kill anyone and they tried to make him kill people but he was super disappointed he's like i am more than sad which was the line that i kept that he kept saying ah, and then and then he said you know for 90 minutes plus the first half of the whatever my team thought that they could just win this game basically like they didn't show up until the game was drawn now fucking- i don't we don't know what he's telling people in fucking training like we only have the all or nothing where basically it's a fluff movie for Daniel Levy. Yeah. Now, does he tell them if you move from this spot and go forward, I won't play you? Does he tell them to defend, even though he puts offensive players on? Like when he put Bale on in the second half, I'm like, you're at nil nil. What do you what, what are you putting Bale on for? If right. you're gonna sit on a lead, sit on it. Why is mm-hmm. Bale playing? Then yeah. Lacelso came in, which I thought was weird. Like, no, I think that was a good sub. But I mean, you're right on Bale. Like, like if you're gonna um, be defensive. Just lock it up, okay? No, I Let's think uh, that's what I think. Lacelso is more of a of a traditional eight in that role, so fine. Okay, but but nonetheless, right? Like the the, the absolute unmitigated Stockholm syndrome that the English media has when dealing <laughs> with Jose Mourinho, it's fucking. You act surprised 
when this shit happens, right? Like you're no, sitting here. We're not. No one's surprised. No, 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 not you, not you. Yeah. I mean, like the proverbial. You know, like uh, you got to be kidding me that, that you're going to attack any single one of the Spurs players when we've seen this for literally eight months now. I don't know, six months, six months. Like I, I'm, I'm at a loss. Yeah. I'm completely yeah. at a loss. But I, I don't know how you're supposed to fucking rationalize that. <laughs> But I think when we last week, we really wanted to talk before this result that was completely unexpected and to give um, a couple other teams their due. Arsenal go through on a loss. Um, yeah. My boys from Rangers do not. But there's a good story here. There's a racial abuse episode. There's a black player on Rangers who gets abused by a Slava Prague player. And the Scots being the Scots, they beat up the fucking guy on the team. The fans. I did not see that. <laughs> So they they reported it to the authorities. Something happened in Scotland where the fans are like, "Oh yeah, fuck you! You're not getting out of Scotland alive." <laughs> That's so, awesome. Uh, they they fight for their freedom. Uh, <laughs> they will. So good good for Rangers and good for their fans. Even if they're probably racist, actually, uh, because for some reason soccer fans are just there's no like there's no room for not racism racism among hooligans. Uh, yeah. But they unless will, you're they one will, of them, right? They, but so they fight for their own, right? Yeah. So they actually have street uh, street loyalty. So they beat up some guy, some Slava Prague guy, um, and they'll uh, they'll 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 cite that for the next twenty five years, right? And yeah. be like, no, 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 that one time in twenty twenty one, we beat the shit out of that guy because he called one of our guys. A bunch of shit oh, that whatever. we thought was funny at the time, yeah. but we lost, yeah. so we were uh, mad about United, it. United, United, United got through. They, they, they dispose of AC Milan. Uh, anything else? I can't even. I can't even remember. No, I, I, I gotta be honest. I, I kind of didn't expect to have a Euro, Europa League storyline this, uh, this episode. <laughs> yeah, it is a surprise. surprise. It's bad. I mean, your season is over. 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 You over, have over. this game in April, and that's about it. Ah, but like, and, and we've talked about the trophy conversation and, and you get, you called me out on it before because you were, uh, what I said was I'm not going to celebrate what is essentially the European version of the NIT. I would be happy if they won the tournament because it would give them uh, a buy into, like we said last week, a pot one champions league spot, which is ridiculous. Uh, And then what 50 to $80 million between winning the tournament and champions league, obviously it's a huge thing for the club, but the cost of that is that it's not the the trophy for the club, it's yeah. Jose's trophy, right? It's yeah, so I got I got deny, what I came here for. You want to deny for. him his thing? I really do. I want him <laughs> the fuck out of my club, but I I don't. I just want him. I want him to fail spectacularly. And then even if I have to go down with him at this point, so be it. Yeah, I'm but in. but but here's the thing: like, what if that costs you Kane at this point? Fine, because you know what? I'm tired of hearing how he can't win the big one. So go to fucking city, go to the PSG, go to Madrid and just go light the world on fire. Can you imagine him in the French league under Pochettino again? He'd score four goals a match. Are you fucking serious? He would yeah. look at Mbappe and be like, this is all you could figure out in this league. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah these guys are clowns. Yeah. Um, but, but I know enough about Spurs. Yeah. We wanted to talk about the other London team, the ah, best fuck me. team in I, London. You know, I started <laughs> going into today. Or going into this episode, I was like, you know, we really have to talk about Chelsea. They're really good. They're really good. Tuchel's done a great job, but I don't want to go into Tuchel. I wanted to go a couple of different places. So now in the span of, I don't know, six hours, I have to watch my season get its heart ripped out and shown the boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And then I have to sit here and suck Chelsea's dick. 
You don't have to. I don't have to, but I should. I yeah, should. I mean, so so the gravy we too. have a, we have a Tukalista thing going on. Uh, he has more than justified Frank's firing. Oh yeah, uh, Chelsea. Well, are, well, well, Frank uh, justified Frank's firing. Right. right they are undefeated. They are undefeated since he came on. They just beat Atletico Madrid, who probably for the first five months of the season were the best team in the league. They, they fell in hard times around Christmas and weren't as good since. And what happens with Cholo Simeone is when he's expanding and his team goes has a rough patch, he reverts back to type and can't get out of it. So Chelsea with the clean sheet. Like lockjaw. The defense again. Conte, incredible again. So he's back. They figured that out. Uh, there was a red card late in the game. I don't think it affected the outcome. Although Chelsea got a final goal that really put the game away. But, you know, Ziyech with the early goal. The defense have been solid. And we want to give a shout out to goalkeepers in general because it seems to be this amorphous magic position. And then Edward Mendy specifically, who came in, gave Chelsea a lift early in the season because Keppel was so bad. It was like, oh, look what a normal goalkeeper looks like. He's not terrible. Right. Uh, <laughs> and so that's kind of the point is that where you start off, Chelsea was a complete disaster between defensively. They could everywhere. Score. No, everywhere. Well, not even so much in the beginning of the season because they had, they couldn't figure out what puzzle pieces went where, right? Yeah. Werner couldn't hit the fucking water if he fell out of a boat. Uh, you had Ziek who was hurt. Pulisic was hurt. Mount was trying to do four different things. Who's come good, fine. But like, I he mean. Didn't play, he didn't play t- yesterday. No, he didn't play, but but largely in the beginning of the season, you've got, uh, uh, you know, too many Chiefs and not enough Indians, essentially, at the front. And then at the back, oh, my God, how much time he got, right? Reese James was their best player early on, but it wasn't because he was their best player because everybody else was a disaster. And then, yeah, and they had – they had Jorginho um, jumping off the moon to try and fucking what's, miss penalties. What's that? what's that? Oh, Thiago Silva was leading the line. They thought they got the free 36-year-old defender. He goes down. They're like, oh, my God, what are they going to do? And Tuchel has pieced it together with Rudiger, Zuma, and Aspilicueta. They're going to three at the back. Again, missed the, the most magical hair in the league. Uh, Marcus Alonso comes back in, resurrected. as When he's a wing back, he's good. When he's not, he's not good. <laughs> right. But so it's, it is interesting that he unseated Chilwell, right? Like, I think it's, it's the, the lack of Englishness. Like, like Tuchel was yeah. going for something else. Yeah, I mean, there is, there is a distinctly not Englishness about this version of Chelsea. I believe as I'm looking at this lineup, there is one Englishman in the starting lineup and it's Reese James. Everyone else is who's undeniably their best player and, and, or has been, I should say over the course of the season. But again, I, I would say that Edward Mendy changed the tenor of the club immediately. The minute he walked in, and it's happened multiple times in multiple teams, Ederson, Allison, now with Emmy Martinez, the goalkeepers clearly are a thing that can completely change your team. Yeah, I think that there's a, a synergy between Tuchel coming in. Well, and it started before Tuchel, to be clear. Yeah. But it took on a new life when he came in, and he gets all the credit for sorting the defense, but he shouldn't, um, because it was the pieces were already being put into place. Chelsea because has the Chelsea has the second best squad in the league. I would say that's fair, right? But like they have the uh, whole time. I think if yeah. if if, if Tuchel was United. there the whole time, let's say Tuchel had been the coach instead of Frank Lampard the whole time, maybe 
he doesn't do as well with the kids because he doesn't know who they are the previous season. But they would be there with, with City, I think. I think they could be. He's a good know. coach. I, I, I think that I think they're certainly be closer. Than they are. Right, right, absolutely. And I think that they're probably closer to United. But again, my, my point on Mendy is that he just he came in at a point and it's a it's a tale of extremes, like so many yeah. other things in this world it are. But you have Keppa, who is just a complete disaster at the back. So he has no confidence, but equally as importantly, nobody in front of him directly has oh, any confidence. They don't either. know what he's gonna do. They don't know what he's gonna do, but they're just trying to get they're overextending themselves, trying to give him an outlet so that he doesn't fuck up and inevitably somebody does and it's in the back of the net, right? Um, that goal that he more or less kicked right at Sadio Mane, um, it sticks out to me in 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 all of the plays in this season. That's one of the more memorable ones, not because yeah. it I mean it was objectively hilarious, but uh, it's because it illustrated all of Chelsea's problems in in one instance. Yeah. And so in comes Mendy and everybody just takes a deep breath, which was obviously the only thing that they needed because you still had, I mean, Silva was playing well for a 36 year old guy with a lot of miles on his legs. I mean, he, may, he had the first game was bad, but otherwise he was good. Right. Right. But, but again, how much of that was all of that, that cluster fuckiness around him. I'm going to make that a word, by the way. That's a good uh, word. Yeah. I thought so. So Mendy calms the room. And all of a sudden it that, starts, yeah. all of a sudden it starts to gel. But the other thing is that he's, who's the guy from the fantastic four who can just stretch everywhere. Like Mr. Fantastic. Is it Mr. Fantastic? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Like he's, he's, the, he's six foot 48 and he just gets to things that you're generally your average goalkeeper doesn't, you know, we talked before we were recording about how he's a little bit more old fashioned and he doesn't get, the modern value out of a goalkeeper and passing out from the back and all that stuff. He hey, does it. He just, it looks uncomfortable. It's, and you know what? It probably should be because he's the only guy in the field who can play with his fucking hands. I've, we both talked about it. If you, if you can't play out of the back, don't play out of the back, right? <laughs> if you are just a six foot seven shot stopper and you're goddamn good at it, just stop the ball from going in the goddamn net. And, and you're then good. the stats back it up, right? So Chelsea are, simplified it. that's all. Chelsea are the second best defense in the league. The least, the second fewest shots on target. Uh, so Mendy is is getting protected and saving shots that he that he should save. Right, the but other real piece, real quick, the right other there. pieces, they are the second best team on goal difference per ninety. So it's City and then them. So they right. really, sh- on, in terms of quality, are the second best team in the league, and that sure. plays out. But I want to go back to that that difference you said. It was what it was. Uh, Chelsea have given up the second fewest amount of shots on target you gotta understand that's that means he's not called upon tremendously like a lot but the thing is that when he is they're very often good opportunities and he he needs to stay sharp right like it's almost as if like they say in hockey all the time a goalie's like you see the puck you feel it on you like you're better off over the game it's actually when you uh don't get a lot of action for a while you are more prone to mistakes that's definitely true here as well so he's his ability to stay within the game within himself again just he's not he's not reinventing the wheel he's just simplified the position for Chelsea which has made things significantly and he was the best goalkeeper in France the previous year he like that team was the number one I think it was it was Rennes or Lille whichever one it was yeah and I believe that they were the number one defensive team in France so usually if you find a good defense there's a good goalkeeper. You cannot have it without the other. Like I've been, like we've been sort of saying in the second half of the season, soccer is a weak link sport. You can't have one spot 
that's poor. And if you do, it should be a winger that you're down one or a left back that maybe he's, he's not as, he doesn't do one part of the game, but he's got to do the core part of the game, right? Like he can't, you can't have an, an offensive fullback who can't defend at all without cover. Otherwise you end up like Trent Alexander Arnold, right. uh, which is probably why right now Tuchel doesn't feel like Chilwell can play because he's not scoring enough and he needs to not give up any shots. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's gone with the five at the back, right? Alonzo gives them a chance to score, but at least, yes, he's a turnstile, but at least there's an extra, there's an extra center back who could come in and support him. So it's, it's interesting times. Um, any other there? Uh, yeah, I've still got a Chelsea take. <laughs> more, more Chelsea? Uh, more Chelsea takes. Uh, I'm curious what your thoughts are on the future of Christian Pulisic. He came on this week yeah, uh, a in one. a cameo appearance, and he got he got an assist in a garbage time matter where, uh, you know, the, the, what Atleti was down a man, as we mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. But I got to say, uh, I hated it when he signed. I hate it now. I'm worried about what it's stunted his growth. I mean, look. Nobody's saying that you're going to, after a few good years in Dortmund and you're 19 years old and you have a big money move to London, that you, you are it. all of a sudden going to be, you know, the, the Cristiano Ronaldo, right? I don't think anybody expected that of him. I think American fans were excited to see him continue his progression. I think that, I think that the issue with him is like, there's no doubt in the, in the restart under Frank, he was Chelsea's best offensive player. He was up there. Yeah. After, oh, the, after the shutdown, right? Yes. Yeah, right? absolutely. He had a rest. I think the issue with Christian Pulisic is he's fucking injury prone. And you need minutes. You need time. And I think he's slight. He's probably, what, 145 pounds, 160 pounds? <laughs> Took him out of the pool, yeah. So he's got that physical problem. And then it compounds on itself. The more you get hurt, the more you think you're going to get hurt, the more you do get hurt. I mean – I worry about it. I mean, has there been a season that he's played 25 games? Yes. Of 90 um, minutes? Are so with Chelsea? Just no, any team. Yes. So I'm looking at the stats now and 17, 18 in Dortmund, 32 appearances, 27 starts. That was his That's a lot. Year. That's a full season. That's a full season. Yeah. Uh, last season, again, keeping in mind that he had four months off, 25 <laughs> appearances, 19 starts, right? But this they- year, and actually more than that in all competitions, right? So he's probably up to, was that 21, 23? He's at 26 last year, okay? This year starts, he's at 15 in, what is that? And and I, no, that's not even accounting for all the competitions. Well, here, here, here's a little starts. thing that's nice. In the comparison- 40 games? Yeah, in the comparison system, in terms of quality, he's in the comparison bucket of Mane, Coleman, Foden, Nicola Pepe, Chiesa, Harvey Barnes. He's from a quality perspective. That's where his pedigree is. He's in that sure. top winger place. And I know I, I keep joking around about I keep joking around about Brighton. But when you think about how American players have broken through in terms of minutes and playing, and yes, Champions League is important and you should be there. But where did all those American players go? They Fulham. went to teams a rung down. You know, Dempsey pushed Fulham into, to your point, Europa League. They went to the Europa League final, basically, uh, under under Hodgkin, uh, Hodgson, Hodgson's, Roy Hodgson, Hodgson. Hodgson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I, I think I would prefer, like, I would prefer, like, 
I would prefer that Pulisic was playing with fucking Grealish on the other side. Uh, I was about to say, wouldn't he be fun on Aston Villa? <laughs> Fuck. Right? Wouldn't, wouldn't it be nice if he was over there? Uh, oh, you know, wouldn't he, that he be He was fun. in the fucking El Ghazi spot and just murdering, right? Just yeah. waiting for stuff from, they're both attacking. And, and, or, 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 or to my, to your point, like my little joke, to, to Brighton, to Wolves, although he's not Portuguese, so he can't play for Wolves. He's not Portuguese, but he would be great with Wolves. Yeah, like, but, but is he Him Neto? and Neto on different they're sizes. Kind of the, they're kind of the same. Um, oh, by the way, weird one. Rio Pre- Rui Patricio also smashed his head open. There's something going on with Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're getting their heads cut off and put on spikes like the fucking, land, whatever the hell they are, that show with Wolves. Uh, Starks, that one. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I, I'm concerned for Christian Pulisic. At this point, he's a top player. Uh, you know, he's a he's an okay player at one of the top clubs in the world, right? Like, right. He's and that's he, the problem. He really has to break through soon because it ends quickly. They'll just be exactly. like, "You're going to Villa. You get hurt at Villa. All right, you're going to Fulham. Oh, you're at Fulham. Oh, are they moving up? Okay, now you're at Fulham. All of a sudden, you're fucking playing for Brentford, right?" <laughs> Well, and so that's Classic, that's the point the I was saying. not going to get automatic promotion. Oh my goodness! We'll talk about that next time, I guess. But that was the point <laughs> no, I was making won't. about about. No, I'm not going to talk about Bradford. That <laughs> Chelsea is just such a, a a churn out, right? It always has been. Lukaku, it's a tough club. It's a tough, it's a tough club to, to, club to to break through and then stick at. Because even if you're sticking, you're still going to get competition. Salah, KDB, Lukaku. If they kept those three guys, they'd, they'd have won every game in the last four years. Right, but they they wouldn't have developed Hazard, who is now going down as the worst transfer in history. Right, that's fair, but <laughs> but nonetheless, and so you know very well that they're going to be in on Holland and a bunch of attacking players again for some fucking reason, despite the fact that somehow they still don't have a striker. <laughs> if but, I'm a striker, I am not ever going to Chelsea ever. Right. I'll just Why? you know what? Because Why would you listen? If you gotta you you gotta respect the streak. You've gotta res- respect the mojo and, and the fucking voodoo. If there is a fucking voodoo hex on the strikers at Chelsea, then there's a voodoo hex on the strikers at Chelsea until there isn't. Yeah. Right. Like I'm not going any. If I, I would go anywhere near that place. Like now, Werner's got the fucking voodoo on him. He does. <laughs> Murata too. If my yeah. friends are listening to this, they'll get that. But like, but so that's that's kind of the point is that now there's going to be competition behind him nipping at his heels. There's already a fair amount of competition in front of him. Where did we go for Christian Pulisic? Now he's only 21, but you said it does end fast. It do, can. They, do they try to cut, do they try to cut bait with him? Do they try and oh, they, uh, they, they sell could, him they would, for a penny? No, they, they would sell him. I no, think I mean. that they, they're not cut team... him. I not cut him. Right, right. Like, do they try and get something back that they can afford somebody else for? Not that money's if, an issue. If, with them, if but... you're cynical, you go, we got the shirts out of him. Oh, I've never not said that. In fact, I always said, man, he would be such a great Pochettino signing if we ever had any fucking transfer money. But and 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 when I did the whole Alex Morgan thing, it was the exact same argument, right? You got your American cash cow two years too late. But that's the thing is that I was always certain that Abramovich got him for the the shirt sales from day yeah, so, one. I mean, it, it depends. I think it. I think and the it market share. The market I think share. It, re- it literally matters. Is he in the zeitgeist? And if you're Chelsea and you don't think he is, you move him. I mean, listen, yeah. the Champions League show that my that my friend helped put together for CBS, 
They fucking talk about Pulisic because it's a U.S. show. They talk about Americans in the Champions League. Well, so they, does NBC. Right. They talk about Weston McKinney at, at Juve. But th- your your airtime will get sucked up by another American playing better. And he's not the only one anymore. Like, he is the vanguard. He weirdly is going historically to be a super-duper important player because he said, fuck this. I'm not staying in the United States. I'm 16 years old. I'm going to Germany. Listen, that's hard. I could barely wipe my ass at 16. In fact, you barely wipe your ass wipe now. my ass now. I mean, I had skid marks up until last week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, and for our German fans, that's the Scheiser. uh uh uh, i know that's your thing you probably can i can if i package my underwear and mail it to there'll be a weird german guy smelling them um that's more german content uh (laughs) but he showed the way for them and and all those guys tyler adams they're going to leipzig uh they're all going they're all we've got sergeant yeah there's a bunch of them i think there's like 10 or 15 americans abroad in Top five leagues. That's a mm-hmm. big fucking deal. And I think that's down to Pulisic and his dad from Hershey PA. Hershey Squirt. Hershey. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> still, I still uh, got it. Um, still got it. <laughs> but speaking of still got it, the oldest team sport competition in the world continues on Saturday. The FA Cup. Everton oh, versus Manchester City. Uh, my team is boring. My team is moving quickly and easily. They could lose any of these games, but I'm not afraid of Everton. We have South Coast, Bournemouth versus Southampton. Friends from another time. I don't care about that game. Leicester versus Man United on Sunday. Of course, the featured game. And then Chelsea play Sheffield United. There's no way Sheffield United is winning that game. By the way, they fire Chris Wilder, my friend, and immediately get blown out 5-0. That's the first time. They have lost by more than three goals. We didn't. Yeah, we didn't really talk about that. That was so. So that's going to be two not in the face games for them in a row because I was watching that in in preparation for what I thought was going to be a fun day uh, (laughs) with the North London Derby. But uh, that was that was just mean Lester. That was scoring at will. That was we just don't even give a shit anymore. Oh, just blindfold yourself and take a shot. Former City Colecchi Nacho legend. Uh, Yeah. Who gave yeah. shout out respect to his mom who had died? And he home. still missed a sitter, by the way. <laughs> that, well, then he's definitely a city striker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think so. I was listening to something about Chris Wilder, and one of the pundits from England was like, "He is the he is he was Alex Ferguson level uh, at that club. Like he had his hands on everything. Like what kind of chairs they're gonna have? What what's the food like? How do we do the tea?" How do guys dress? Like he can, the club had taken on his personality and they are owned by Qatari oil steel magnets and they wanted it to change. And so you had this culture clash of, we want it now. We want to play different. We want to do better. They wanted to put a director of football in because the fact is their transfers were catastrophic. Berg got hurt. Brewster was a lot of money and was bad. I mean, Mm -hmm. like, they needed 10 goals out of him and they got zero. Yeah. And so that's why uh, our friends at Sheffield are gone. Random, just, you know, the FA Cup can bring any conversation. Again, I love the FA Cup. City are on for the quadruple. It's the only conversation to have. I'm rooting for that now. I- I'm objectively rooting for that because I just, 
I want people to have to be forced to admit that this might be the greatest team that they've ever seen. If they win all four trophies, they will. They, they, they're, the narrative will shift. I just think it, the problem for City, and this is this is a really good conversation to have, is just we just don't have that many fans. No, we're, we're nouveau riche. We are uh, we are uh, the 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 cotton baron uh, in Manchester in 1870 trying to go to the manor house, and they're like. Look at this fucking guy with his wrong, <laughs> his wrong tie on. You've got, got Liverpool he doesn't know how to spitting use on the you fork. from a right, a, right. We're not ro- third and that, story they use, they use that term, right? European royalty. We're not European royalty. Right. We're scum. We're brown. We're from dirty oil. But you know what? England, when you fucking stole shit, or the U.S. when you fucking stole England's secrets to make oil for cheaper, we were that country. So Americans, you should root for Manchester City because you know what? You're just like Manchester City. <laughs> We're oil scum fucking. Which, you know, which by the this- way, <laughs> I think most Manchester City fans reside in the States. I think they're one of the most popular teams in the city, in the States. Because so they've been I good would since say, they've been on MSNBC. Exactly. Yeah. Right? So, I, I, yeah, I, I don't think if we're talking to an American audience, I don't think that anybody here is at any qualms. If they were with smart, City, they they would get Pulisic or one of these young Americans. I mean, they got Zach Stefan, so that counts. They they did yeah, put, put their flag in, but Stefan is not a loved American player yet. He doesn't have that fourteen. No, Dave and and game. so to to going back to why it took us fifty what two episodes to be able to talk about a goalkeeper because. Unless you pull a Tim Howard against Belgium in 2014, it's just not. There's just oh, so many other things. Actually, let's that go are back not, a step. It's just not sexy. It was to go back to to re, let's wrap up the show. But the goalkeeper for Zagreb was fucking. Oh, he was incredible. great today. <laughs> yeah, we'll finish he, up with Mike. He fucking he made like a health. hockey level save. You know, against the, Kane, the, the hockey save where you dive across with with the paddle. And yep. bat a shot out that it looks like there's an empty net, and then you're there. And he did somehow, that, but with his hand. The space, <laughs> the space is there, and then it's not. And for Harry Kane, I just it was weird too because he had to place it more centrally in the net than he wanted to because he would have gotten it blocked by a defender otherwise. But he didn't yeah. smash it, and he didn't no. lift it. Right? No, it, it was on his me. left. I mean, yeah, I, I know, I know, it, it happened, and they just I will not, I will not hear any slander for Harry Kane. But no, no, it's uh, when he, when he, well, next week we should probably discuss where he'll get where he's gonna go. Uh, folks, that was the squeaky bum time podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines. We release new episodes on Mondays and Thursdays. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else, it makes a difference. Share, tell your friends if you want to be on the show, you can be on the show. We'll take anybody, uh, uh anybody, not anybody. Not, not my sister who wants it. <laughs> All right. <laughs>